The Echelon Radio Network presents the Tax Matters Radio Podcast. A conversation about money for everyone. With your host, Gary Weiss. Welcome back, Seekers of Truth, Justice, and the Echelon Way to another exciting and info-jam-packed session of the Echelon Tax Matters Specialty Group Podcast. Today, I'm your guide on our version of the Jungle Cruise Ride. That was a B ticket for those who remember that. Gary Weiss, licensed CPA since 1996. Amazing how that you know, the years have just kept on rolling. I practice in Woodland Hills with my partner, Quentin Staples, also a CPA, I also specialize in tax resolution services, hence my tagline, I fight the fascist state of California and the evil empire known as the IRS. Thank you, Luke Skywalker. Today's guest is Brad Fredrickson, certified financial planner of Fredrickson Insurance and Financial Services. Brad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Gary. All right, so let's start at the beginning. Tell us, you know, briefly a little bit about your background, where you went to school, uh, a little bit about your family, and, you know, sort of what led you to become a certified financial planner. Good. Happy to, happy to talk with you about this. Um, I grew up in the Oakland Hills, uh, native Californian. Uh, my father was a uh, self-employed contractor, built a house uh, in the hills of Oakland. We had a beautiful view of the Golden Gate Bridge and the Bay Bridge. Spent my summers in the Santa Cruz Mountains. As I uh, approached college, I went to Westmont College, was a business major, and um, met my wife there. Uh, Stayed in Santa Barbara for a few years until she graduated. And my first job right out of college was with a large insurance company, uh, New York-based company that uh, taught me um, over a four-year period of time, a training program, and um, uh, here we are, yeah. decades yep. later. Great. So do you have any children? I do. I have three children. They're all grown and out of the house. Um, two girls and a boy. Uh, happy to have now two grandsons and uh, a little granddaughter on the way. So Wow, amazing. Yeah. Uh, so do you like it? How, does, how is it being a grandparent? It's a lot of fun. We were up uh, vacationing together in Oregon just last week. So um, we, we told them what it would be like, and uh, they are experiencing that. It's great to uh, enjoy the little kids and, and get them all together. Yeah, but my understanding is the best part is that when you're done with them, you can return them to their owner and that's, say, here you go. There, that's it, and then exactly. You go, and you go upstairs, get it, you know, break out the margaritas and just relax. Yeah. Excellent. All right, so you went to college, you started, you started working, and what, you know, you left, you went to Santa Barbara. Yeah. Right? You, you eventually, you're married, and your wife was in Santa Barbara, and you left Santa Barbara to go where? Uh, after Santa Barbara, there was a little bit of a, uh, a management takeover of our agency in Santa Barbara, and I moved along to the uh, most uh, closest headquarters, which was in Encino. So that got me to Southern California. So now I went from a Northern California guy to a Central Coast to a Southern California. Wow, and so you're the original Encino man. Yeah, that's man. it. All right, so you, and, and when you went to Encino, mm-hmm. uh, what did you do from there? So still with the same company, but I was exposed to a lot of um, additional 
products and ideas that this insurance company offered. So we got involved um, an awful lot in representing some of the associations that had products sponsored by the insurance company. So it was a great ticket in to a lot of professionals in the Los Angeles area. Everything from veterinarians to retail druggists to psychiatrists. Um, then Excellent. So sp- let me ask you this. So you are a certified, mm-hmm. like I'm certified, and I think many people accuse me of being certified, but not as a CPA. <laughs> uh, so you're a certified financial planner. What mm-hmm. does that mean, and how do you become a certified financial planner? Uh, the certified financial planner is a, uh, a series of courses and a comprehensive exam that you need to take. It took me several years because, of course, I'm working, doing the coursework on the side. It took me a good six years before I finished all the classes, took the final exam, uh, passed, of course, and um, you get training and everything from employee benefits to taxation to estate planning, um, social security, Medicare, uh, covers the whole gamut. Hey, so cool. Now, so you've got this CFP designation. Mm-hmm. You're going to hold it up and you go, yeah, now what do I do with it? Exactly. Um, it, it holds a lot of credibility with professionals because they realize that people that have that CFP designation have gone above and beyond a lot of the normal training it takes. So committed to the, the uh, financial services uh, industry. And then in addition to that, over the years... Uh, I picked up what they call the uh, uh, certified, I'm sorry, chartered life underwriters designation. Oh, CLU. CLU. Excellent. And the chartered financial consultant designation. And then most recently, I completed a master's of sciences in financial services. Excellent. Excellent. So you're well-educated. Okay. So now, again... There's a whole bunch of letters after your name. Excellent. That's a lot of fun to always put on your checkbook. So now the question everybody's going to ask is, okay, what can you do for me? Tell me, how do you take that knowledge combined with the products that you either sell or you Mm -hmm. represent Mm -hmm. to help the average person? So somebody comes to you and says, hey, Brad, I've got a couple hundred grand that I want to invest and I need to do something with it because I haven't got a clue. What do I do? So what do you say to them? Okay, well... First thing is to take an inventory of what the people have and what they're looking for, um, finding the products that would be most uh, specific and geared towards what their long-range and short-range goals are. But most of my work is actually related to the insurance side of their needs. Um, Majority of the clients that come to me uh, are seeking advice and products to meet their in their insurance needs, that would be primarily medical. Huge topic these days. Oh yeah, that you know, you know, short-term care, long-term care, you know, all that. Yeah, you know, that's a that's become a big deal, and it's real important to people to understand. So, so you work as part. I assume you in your job and the the special specialties that you bring. You work as a team with with the client. So how do you work with the lawyers, the mm-hmm. CPAs, you know, the trust attorneys, that type of thing? How sure. do you, what's your role in that, and how do you help the client navigate all those, you know, all these specialties? Absolutely. Uh, a typical situation would be where uh, an accountant would refer a client who has discussed with them that they need a group medical plan. So that client would come to us. We would 
get a census of all the employees, and then we would go out and put together a presentation and show not just one company, but maybe five or six different companies, lay them side by side, try to determine which of those plans would be the best for that client. And they could be in all different price ranges. Again, what we're trying to do is find that perfect plan to fit that need. And in the medical insurance, the, the first thing that comes up is generally, what, what's your primary goal? Are you looking at just cost as the factor? Or are you looking at more of like a Cadillac plan where a person can have full choice of doctors? Because medical care is right. a pretty darn important thing these days. Right. So let me ask you this. So with, with all the products and all the knowledge you have, for you, what is the ideal client that who walks in the door? What does that person look like? Okay. Yeah. The ideal client uh, tends to be a professional organization. Uh, of course, we handle manufacturing groups, but we do an awful lot of work with um, medical groups, doctors and their staff, maybe groups of 10 and under. It's kind of a niche. And um, also work, work in the entertainment field. Sometimes some of these famous people out there that are actors and actresses might have their own production company. They might have five or six employees. And we go in, we design a plan that's competitive against others in the industry. We can add on other items like dental and vision and put together a nice package. We present that, we enroll them, we service them, we keep them happy. That's, that's the name of the game. And we've kept some of these groups active for now 30 plus years. Wow. Well, so. right now it should be real easy to find them because they're all on strike on Sunset Boulevard, <laughs> right. you know, with the, the WGA strike and the actors strike. So at least you know where to find them yeah. right now. You don't have to worry about it. True. All right. So uh, let's talk about more. Let's talk about, do you do, do you, do you get involved with the state planning? Um, we will refer a lot of that out. Of course, we get referrals from attorneys that want to have us put together different packages for them. And oftentimes, uh, I'm working on one right now uh, in terms of estate planning. It's more of a state planning and business planning all in one where we're working on, we work on buy-sell agreements between partners. We're dealing with a situation now where there was a, a passing of one doctor, and now we're working with the other doctors to put together uh, a plan um, for succession planning uh, so that that value of that medical practice uh, doesn't decline during the transition. All right, so succession planning, mm -hmm. a key point there, a real important one. Uh, this is a problem that a lot of professionals have. They, you know, they create a practice, either law, accounting, insurance, you know, whatever it is. They create a practice. They've been working at it for 40 years. You know, they, they're alone. They're, they're a sole proprietor. And all of a sudden, one day, they realize, oh, I want to retire. So talk a little bit about succession planning, why it's important, and mm -hmm. how you should go about it. Sure. Yeah. So uh, people, again, they work their entire lives bu building up a business, um, a business that is oftentimes hard to, to place the value on, but there are professionals that can do that. They can look at, at uh, value of assets as well as intangibles, um, you know, the fact that customers are coming back to that website or whatever on a, a daily or a monthly basis, putting a price tag on that, and then having those uh, business owners hopefully have someone next in line 
to take over that business. There's a value uh, that those people down the down the line, uh, it'd be very valuable to them and trying to come out with an agreement, oftentimes financed with life insurance or a disability policy to take that business over. So that's where we would step in uh, with a life insurance product to fit that need or a disability plan. Uh, those are oftentimes called disability buyout plans mm -hmm. so that if a person becomes disabled, that business passes uh, right down the line very easily based upon a contract that's been set up by attorneys. Right. So disability plans are very important. They're mm -hmm. they can be very complex, just like all insurance matters. You know, every, you know that. Yeah. When you're t when you, somebody comes in, they're you know, first of all they're nervous. They're you know not as nervous as you are sitting in front of me, but <laughs> they're nervous. And you know they come in. And so how do you? A couple of things. First of all, how do you how do you assuage their fears? How mm -hmm. do you get them to calm down? And how do you then get them to feel connected to you? Sure. A lot of it's just asking questions. Over the years, I've become a very good listener. And you, you break through eventually. You find out what their interests are, what's important to them. Is it their family? Is it uh, that they want to you know, retire to the mountains in 10 years? Or, or what is it? And then working down the line uh, to, to find that product, to get comfortable with me, to know that if they want to put off the decision for months or possibly years, that um, it's not going to break the friendship. Well, that's good. Yeah. You know, so you, you're making them comfortable. And then how do you, over the years, so this, I assume what you're creating is a long-term relationship mm -hmm. with these clients. This is not something where they come in once a year, you know, like they do for me. They, when they drop off their shoebox return and say, here, fix it. Yeah. So yeah, that happens all the time. But in your case, it's, it's, it's not just seeing them on a regular basis. It's, it's being connected to them so that as their family grows, their business grows, <coughs> you're growing with them. So how does that work and how do you implement that process um well uh what, what you mentioned brought back a couple of days it brings back some of my original clients now keep in mind when i i first started in the business i was in my early 20s and i looked like i was in my mid-teens at the time and i would go out to a ucsb and talk to the people that married student housing uh because they were in my in my uh, network, you know, I could relate to them. And um, now here we are years later, and I'm working one, two, three generations later uh, with those people, staying in contact, growing with them um, from those original plans. Growing with them now means talking to those people as they're approaching Medicare, which is a whole different topic. So having those things in common, being knowledgeable about uh, the particular products that I choose to uh, consult with them. And at the same time, if it's something that I'm not comfortable with, having a network of people that I can refer those people to. Oh, so great. That sounds great. And it's good for those clients, your clients, create that lifelong relationship, which when the time comes, when things, you know, go bad, yeah. you know, somebody gets sick or somebody dies, you're there and you become a trusted member of that family. But you just touched on a specific mm -hmm. topic that everybody is concerned with and nobody understands, Medicare. This, this is about as easy to understand as nuclear physics. There you go. <laughs> so how do you help, how can you help and what do you do specifically as people, you know, when you turn 65, you have to register with the Social Security Administration to get uh, 
Medicare, and if you don't do it in a timely manner, they can be pissed at you. So what do you do? How do you help them? And how do you explain to them Medicare? Sure. That's become a major part of our practice in the last five or 10 years. It's huge. And if you see the statistics, 10,000 people turn 65 every day. So 10,000? 10,000 wow, in, the, not in the U.S. So if I can get 10 a day, that yeah. would be plenty. <laughs> One a day is good. But what I've, what I've found is that seniors, this is a, a, probably the first time they've ever had to make a real serious decision about their medical care. Over the years, the company has provided a plan to them. They go along for the ride. They complain about the rates going up, the, the doctors they can see. Now Medicare is thrown in their laps. They have to decide what to do. Do they, first of all, you have to sign up generally for A and B at age 65. Okay, hold up. Tell, tell everybody, okay. what is A? Part A is your basic hospital coverage through the government. Right, Part I understand a. that's free. That's generally free right. because you've been paying for it all these last years right. through so payroll taxes. Yeah, so it's not an entitlement. Let's go over that. <laughs> it's not an entitlement. You paid for it. You're, right. you, you deserve it. All right, then Part B. Part B. Part B is a requirement to get onto a supplement. Part B is also through the government. It's uh, going to be your outpatient coverage. It's going to be your doctors. Part B also covers chemotherapy things that are generally outside the hospital. You have to have A and B to move forward in the game. So um, once you have A and B, and B is not free as a general rule. It's based on your income. Um, the government knows everything. They base it on your income of two years previous to determine what your rate is. And it can range from $160 a month or so to well over $500 a month based upon your your income that you report two years previous. Yeah, that, that's a hard one for my clients a lot of times. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll, they'll, what they'll do is they'll sell a piece of rental property that they've had forever, mm -hmm. you know, in preparation of retirement, and all of a sudden, you know, two years later, their $170 a month Medicare Part B goes to 500 to 600 and right. they're going, how do I fix it? Is the, Since that was a one-time event, is there a way to fix that? There is some, sometimes the government will, you can petition and show that that was a one-time event and they will all oftentimes um, have sympathy for you and reduce your rate. Wait, you Not say, a guarantee. Did, did you say that the government's <laughs> going to have sympathy for us? Sympathy. Which government are you talking about? Yeah, right. I understand. Yeah. Okay, so there is a method. And does your office help with that? If there's somebody says, I need help, but you know, I have no idea how to do this. I don't understand why my Medicare went from 170 to 500 a month. I don't know what to do. Can you help them? Um, we can point them in the right direction. Yeah. Okay, so, so we you, can point them towards who they need to be talking to and how to do it. So you, you have people who know people who know people. Uh, kind Excellent. of, yeah. All right, let's talk yeah. about Covered California. Okay. Because this is a big part of getting that Part B. And there's Part C and D, which we'll come back to in a moment. But explain to us how you got Medicare, you got this Part B, you got the U.S. government, mm -hmm. you got the state of California, you got, and now this thing called Covered California. How do all these pieces fit together? Yeah. Well, let's talk about, yeah, Medicare, and then we'll talk about covered California. So Medicare, once you have A and B, the typical person who's calling me now, who they are calling me on a Monday morning because they were with their friends 
over the weekend and they're turning 65 in three months. They don't know what to do. And they say, well, call Brad. He'll, he'll point in the right direction. So after I've told them that A and B are a, a requirement, then the next step is what do they want to do for the remainder? Because parts A and B are not always enough. There's some holes that will be there. Um, the first hole will be what Medicare does not cover is oftentimes the 20% uh, that the doctors could charge. So if you had a million dollar bill, I've seen them, that would be uh, perhaps $200,000 that you would be paying if you didn't have a supplement. So the, that part can either be covered under a traditional supplement called Medigap. Uh, those plans, um, we virtually represent every insurance company available. And there's, you know. Yeah, now you're ten, starting to lose everything. 10 to Medigap. 15. There's yeah. a thing called Medigap. Uh, Excellent. Uh, so, yeah, so it, it, the thing is what I'm hearing mm -hmm. and the thing that impresses me the most mm -hmm. is that you're a referral source. Yeah. You're that man that if somebody has questions, you may not know the answer, but you're the person they go to that will point them, like you said, in the right direction, but you'll find them somebody who can answer their questions. And for Absolutely. most people, I've learned as a CPA, when they come to me, they it, it, that just makes them feel comfortable. Hey, so there's at least somebody I can turn to, because when it comes to anything healthcare, when you start turning 65, <clears throat> it is just bizarre on how you know how different it is you know you know how much what things aren't covered things are covered all of a sudden your medicine that was a $20 copay is all of a sudden a $200 copay right. and you're ready to go start killing people yeah so also there is part C and D mm -hmm. uh, you want to just briefly touch on what the other parts are part part C is um, called uh, a Medicare Advantage plan those tend to be not always tend to be HMO related plans Oftentimes, they're all-inclusive. They will cover doctor, doctors, hospitals, and your prescription drugs, and sometimes some other um, additional items, over-the-counter products, maybe some dental. But oftentimes, those will require that you go to specific medical groups and or doctors. And, and is that the, is that include dental, vision? You know, where do those things come from? Those oftentimes will fall in under a Medicare Part C, and there seems to be some competition always going between all these uh, Part C plans, yeah. trying to get people to sign up with those particular plans. Well, it sounds like when it companies. comes down to it, you just you just know they're ABCs. Yeah, ABCs and Sorry, all the way help. to Zs. Sorry yeah. about that one. I couldn't <laughs> help it. So anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to conclude now. It's yeah. been great. You great. Thank you for all you did. So why don't you, first of all, start off by telling our listeners if they need to get a hold of you, mm -hmm. you know, what's your telephone number? You know, what's your website? How do they find you? Great. Uh, more than uh, welcome to give me a call. My direct line to the office is area code 818-878-7200. My email address is brad at insurancewebquote.com. Uh, my office is in Woodland Hills, and uh, the website is insurancewebquote.com. Excellent. Well, if, if you have any other questions and you didn't get all that, you can always contact Jerry Hemsworth, Brian Hemsworth, or somebody, or Linda, or Renee at Echelon, and we can get, get you all that information. Well then, intrepid listeners, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank my guest, Brad Fredrickson, Certified Financial Planner. Please look forward to future podcasts right here on the Echelon Network. Same bad time, same bad channel. 
I guarantee you, you will be entertained and enlightened at the same time. I am your host, Gary Weiss, certified public accountant. I look forward to spending time with you on our next podcast. Y'all come back now. You hear? The Tax Matters Radio Podcast. Presented by the Echelon Radio Network. And Echelon Business Development. More than just networking. Way more.